Hello and welcome to the 13th episode of season two of the Two Hands on the Hurl podcast. I'm your host this week, TJ Mills, and I'm joined by Liam O'Neill and Robbie Mansfield. How's things, lads? Not too bad, TJ. Are you Not too bad, TJ. Oh, sorry, are you having a good Easter so far? Yeah, nice and quiet, boy. Had a few points, or, well, not points, but cans last night, yeah. Then uh, I had to get up nice and early this morning and go for uh, a wrap. Yeah, I missed that feeling, so I did, boys. Good to be back. The hip-hop sort of rap. The hip-hop sort of rap. You spitting a few bars. Yeah, yeah, I spitting a few bars, and then I, I actually went to the shop and got a, a physical good rap then as well. Physical good rap. <laughs> what did you have yeah. on her? All the trimmings or what? Oh, man, I, I got... Uh, so obviously spicy chicken fillet yeah so I already set the scene it's a white wrap taco sauce lovely and then I'd always go for cheese red onion and sweet corn um, red onion and sweet corn you should know the function but it's just to clear myself out boys and then uh, <laughs> cheese and spicy chicken fillet is there for taste so yeah yeah was, like uh, breaded chicken like yeah yeah breaded chicken Unbelievable. Unbelievable, lad. I always find a red onion gives a nice kick to an little uh, sandwich or a roll or a wrap or something. Uh, yeah, I, lo- I love a good bit of red onion. Um, but then again, like the sweet corn, I'm not messing it. It's literally there to clear me out because it just goes straight through me. So uh, after <laughs> a few after a few drinks, that, that is needed. You know, that poor toilet, all right, but uh, it's needed. So wrap early in the morning, that's the job for a hangover. That's, um, that's how you do it. <laughs> Bottle of Lucas, kid. That's your only man. I have a can of Monster sitting here in front of me trying to... Uh, like, I'm not bad, but it's just a bit of pick me up for, uh, for the recording here. It's uh, only for the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I must learn that tip because I'm usually a write-off after a night's drinking. So, um, yeah. I'm that's because you're a lot older, TJ. <laughs> or, I should say we're a lot older unless <laughs> I'm wanting to be as strong so that could be it even though I noticed in my early early to mid 20s I noticed the hangovers getting terrible like so um, anyway we see what happens after this lockdown anyway uh, because I think we worth it again anyway move on to the first topic and the European Rugby Champions Cup is taking place this weekend and Leinster got through uh, to the quarterfinals after getting a walkover by Toulon. Uh, that was called late yesterday, uh, sorry, uh, Friday evening, or sorry, Friday afternoon uh, because of a Toulon player uh, testing positive for the coronavirus. And Munster are playing to lose uh, today, Saturday as well. What do you think, Liam? Do you think the break could do Leinster good and... It's a big game for Munster against Toulouse to bounce back after the Pro 14 loss to Leinster. Yeah, um, like uh, with um, with Leinster's game yesterday, uh, like I know it was only one player test positive, but then you have like the few close contacts. And I think the way it worked out would have been that uh, Toulon would have had to field uh, six brand new uncapped uh, front rowers. So would have had to start three new lads and then three newer lads on the bench. So, um, you know, in fairness, that's that's going to be a nightmare for any team. Especially like, you know, it said a, a good scrum will set up your team for the whole game. 
So uh, if you're trying to field some brand new players there, um, you're near enough, better off trying to just like uh, cancel in the game because, um, you know, it's just a recipe for disaster and some people are just going to get injured. So um, it is a bit rough having to cancel the game, but I know that, or not cancel the game, but having to give the walk over. But um, that was a rule that was set out at the start of the tournament. So, of course, they have to uh, stick to it. Um, in terms of Munster, I think tonight's game is going to be very tough for them. Um, it's a tough one to call, uh, considering like you know Munster were meant to beat. Should it, they should have beat Leinster last weekend? Only they didn't turn up and play well. So um, I'm hoping they'll play well this weekend, and uh, they should absolutely take it to to lose. So um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. That's an early game as well, boys. I think that's on at about three o'clock. So three o'clock, three yeah. O'clock, yeah. Yeah. A weird time for a fucking rugby game. For probably one of the better rugby games of the weekend as well. Like, so um, yeah. But uh, I actually did watch two good games yesterday. Uh, the game of the, I actually think this was probably the game of the weekend. But uh, London Irish uh, beat Cardiff Blues, I think it was. But uh, they had a red card in the first half. Uh, in the second half, they had a yellow card. So they were down to thirteen men at one stage. And they still managed to pull the win out of it. All right. So set the scene again. Uh, London Irish were trailing 32-20 coming into the last 10 minutes. That's, and they won 41-35, which Sorry. is unbelievable. That, that, like, the last 10 minutes of the game were pure madness. Um, I think London Irish scored a try. Uh, would have bopped them up. Then... Uh, the Blues scored a drop goal, put them up by, uh, I think, about five points. And then the Irish came back and scored a last-minute try to tip them over for the win. But, lads, it was like absolutely exhilarating stuff to watch the last 10 minutes. Like, you know, uh, obviously, you had a few of us here with a couple of cans, so we were, we were going wild here at Philly. But uh, it was a great game. Um, yeah, like, the only thing that would have made it better was if uh, Flintster played as well, so... Yeah, I think that was the game of the weekend. And then uh, you had La, La Rochelle beating uh, Gloucester, uh, 27-16. Uh, La Rochelle being Ron Nogara's uh, team this year. So, uh, ones to look out for there. Is he managing them or is he just like a um, I think coach? Or? I actually think he's down as the head coach on him. Um, I can't remember who's down as their... I can't remember who's down as their director of rugby, but um, I think he could be the head coach. So uh, yeah, fair play and a great win for them. Like so, uh, they progress on in the tournament. Yeah, Ron O'Gara is really making his name there, and he could be a dark horse for the Irish job. I think there are talks of Leo Cullen, but um, I think Ron O'Gara could be the dark horse there. And being honest, the way he talks and the way he structures teams, I think he could be a real good manager for Ireland. Just one thing yeah, before we could, move on. Just, oh, sorry, just. To- I just want to say, like, could you imagine the two of them get in with Ireland at one time? You know, could you imagine you know, Leo Cullen be there, Ron O'Gara, Paul O'Connell? I think that that would make for a serious yourself, maybe yeah. a, year, a year or two down the line. Like. Yeah, I know, definitely. I mean, it's, well, it's, I think it's something that's needed. I know we, we'll discuss it again. The Irish team seems to be gone, but I think, I think having those at the helm, it'd be, the crown and glory there uh, actually before we move on is there a rumor simon zebo is going to be going to london irish is it a good move firmly um 
Yeah, like uh, Zebo, he's kind of getting on <clears throat> in his career, and um, there there could be talks of if Irish players play for London Irish that they could get called up to play with Ireland. Um, no, there's not set in stone there yet, so maybe that could be uh, a pulling factor for him to get to to get there. But um, I think he'd be he'd be great for the culture there. Um, be kind of like a Shoshana O'Brien is there as well, and he he's a I think he was signed on more for the rugby culture of the game rather than actually playing because he's there as a backup, uh, backup flanker. So um, now he plays, he comes on in a lot of games and he plays well. But I think he's signed to be there more for culture than actually playing. So um, yeah, they have a, they're building a good squad. So yeah, expecting good things from them in the future. If if you were Simon Zebo, Dolim, would you would you? Go back to the Irish setup after being left out for so long. Well, he knew what he was getting in for when he was leaving, so I think that, that like it was his choice to leave. Um, now I have heard that he's a hundred percent happy in France. So um, if he does go to London Irish or not is a completely other story. But um, yeah, you know, I think if he thinks it's the right call for him, why not just go for it? But uh, yeah. Yeah, I know definitely. I, I I think there's a good debate there. I know we had it before uh, about uh, Simon Zebo being left out and exemptions being made for Johnson Sexton, but that's topic for another day. Anyway, uh, on about the fight of the London Irish fighting back yesterday, it wasn't so good for the Irish soccer team for the past while. Robbie, um, they played Qatar on Tuesday evening and drew one all. What do you think's happening? Do you think Stephen Kenny has a big job there to clean up the mess for a number of years, or is the setup just not right? I mean, do, does Ireland have to look elsewhere for a manager? Just one thing, actually, before you come in, there's rumor that uh, sorry, not a rumor. Roy Keane's gone to five to four in the betting odds to be the next Irish manager. Could a move be made this year, Robbie? Do you think? Yeah, like. I think uh, the kind of um, he's kind of Stephen Kenny is like almost the the right man at the wrong time. Maybe if we had to put him in there, maybe ten years ago when we had players who could maybe play a bit and pass the ball, and uh, we just have had a general decline in the Irish squad for you know for a long time. Uh, with not producing many good quality players, you know, so we almost need to revert back to the the hoof ball or just long ball and, you know, defensive and pressure teams um, to kind of get results. But I think if we leave Stephen Kenny in the job, uh, that will, that will be good for producing better players um, for the Irish team. Cause I think the main problem is everyone's going on about that. Not enough Irish players are playing at the top level. Well, that's because they're, you know, they're not being taught to play, play the right way. If you get me. So you're not going to play for any of the top clubs in in England if you're just, you know, hoofing the ball forward and doing this sort of thing. So in a way, he we need to kind of uh, develop players, skill players who can play for top level clubs so that they can kind of bring that to the national team. And also, uh, you were kind of mentioning before about kind of uh, strengthening our own league. Our, our own league is just so bad and so poor. That it's just gonna it's gonna lead to you know long term us not having a good team. So 
I think he like if we leave him in the job, it's it's going to be a slow burner, and we need to give him a lot of time because we don't have the quality of players. Uh, so yeah, so give him. I think we need to give him time, um, or we need to we need to double down on Stephen Kenny, or we need to go right. We're shit, and we just get someone else in just to do like defensive uh, long ball football and just go with that. Yeah. Are we being too hard on Stephen Kenny? I know you're saying there he deserves a chance, and I won't lie to you, <clears throat> hand on heart. I, I agree completely. I think he's getting a fierce bad press. But you look during the week, Luxembourg were leading Portugal during the week, and it was the same lad again. I, I, is it Rodriguez or something for Luxembourg scored again? Now, I know they ended up in 3 4 1, but are we kind of underestimating that? Luxembourg aren't that bad and it was just a bit of bad luck that Ireland suffered a defeat there Robbie yeah well like I think Luxembourg are, have kind of gotten better and we're getting worse um, and then like the goal that they got was you know it was kind of almost a half chance and he just he it was a brilliant finish you know so yeah. but in general like we didn't get any points from those games and he hasn't had a win in I think it's 12 games now so that's a pretty poor record like but I think he's been given a lot of time I think mainly that the people who didn't want him in the job in the first place are just kind of getting louder and louder and louder but there's the other people on the other side of the argument who want to give him time who understand that this has been like the failings of Irish soccer uh, for the last 20-30 years actually just coming home to roost now and that it's not going to be an overnight fix so I think there's a lot of people who who want to give him time but then there's other people who never wanted him in the job in the first place, who were like just getting louder and louder about him uh, going, you know? So I don't think Roy Keane would come in and make us, he might make us kind of solid and competitive. And, uh, but the, the real question is, is that what we want for, is that only like a short term fix? Is it going to lead to us getting better as a soccer team? I don't think it will. I think if we leave Stephen Kenny in there for a good while, we will get better long term, you know the way? So, yeah. We need to put up with this short-term pain in order for the long-term game. Yeah, it it comes across as League of Ireland snobbery, and as you mentioned there, the league of the game, the Irish soccer game is very poor because the league is very poor, and it isn't because of players; it's because of underfunding. And it's when you come up against the top teams in, or sorry, not top teams, but when you go out of the League of Ireland, <coughs> try and qualify for Europe you see how far back you are now. Dundalk are after changing the trend a bit and Shamrock Rovers as well. What lessons do you think, Liam, Irish soccer could take from rugby? I mean, looking at it from, I, I'd be a rugby fan, but I, I'd be, I wouldn't be an extreme rugby fan in a sense. So what lessons would you say that Irish soccer could take, say, from the provincial system within rugby that that will benefit the international team then? I don't know because it, like it, it is quite a hard uh, question to answer. Like they're two completely different uh, different games uh, with two completely different setups. Like if you look at um, Irish rugby, like all their big players are essentially contracted, so they're contracted for Ireland first and then for their club second. Which like for a fact they will not get that in soccer. So um, like that's how they're able to have uh, your. Know, the bigger players like Johnny Sexton or Peter Romani or them uh, to be with Ireland the whole time. And then like they have to be released from Ireland to play with their clubs. So um, like it's just 
the contrast between the two, like you can't really make it or you can't say why the rugby is so good and the soccer is so bad because like like maybe if you had you know, the, the soccer players playing in Ireland, then you could do it. But um, you know, you're dropping your uh your quality straight away if you're going to let them only play in Ireland. And um a lot of the bigger players just won't play in Ireland because you know, the funding ain't there, the money ain't there. So um that could be another problem as well. Like, like, I think there's a lot more pride in rugby when you play for your province or you play for your your country, as opposed to football. Most of the players, not all, most of the players will uh, kind of mainly follow the money. Uh, no, it does happen in rugby as well. So, um, you know, you can't say it doesn't. But uh, it's two it's two completely different uh, systems and setups. Uh, like as I said, maybe if if you did um, make it that you could only play in Ireland to play for the national team, maybe in the next kind of five six years, you'd see the the Irish game even just down at like what is it, electricity league or whatever. You might see the the talents or the style of play picking up there, and then that might feed into the international setup. But uh, I do not think that that will happen. Yeah. What what solution can you see out there, Robbie? Would like are there too many soccer teams in the League of Ireland? Do we have to kind of narrow it down? And maybe this complete hogwash, what I'm going to say, but do we need to kind of narrow it down and maybe look at entering lower division, lower division English leagues, and try and build up that way? Would that be the benefit? Are 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 they things deeper? There are also a debate during the week for the international team. Should discussions take place about a United Ireland soccer team? But yet, I heard um, the head of the Northern Ireland Supporters Club saying here, this debate only comes up when the Irish soccer team, the Republic of Ireland soccer team, are going bad. Are we just in a rut and we're going to have to be patient? Or would any of the solutions that were mentioned there, Robbie? kind of help yeah well, like you could see, even see like you know from rugby they have the the celtic league where you have uh scotland wales and ireland uh playing each other so like that might be kind of a potential kind of thing where you know irish teams uh like i know like maybe like in scotland you have like an actual couple of big teams like celtic and, and rangers and stuff but it might be appealing to have like um all four of our nations, uh, as it were, in a, in the one league and have it in a tiered sort of system. So maybe starting off, you'd have a lot of Scottish teams playing in the top in the top league, but eventually you'd have uh, Irish and Northern Irish teams kind of coming up to that level. So that might be a way to improve the kind of uh, our own kind of national game, as it has kind of kept, say, Ireland competitive in rugby and stuff like that, and kind of been great for development of players. Uh, and also what in rugby they have like the academy system where they kind of bring lads through and stuff like that so I think we need to have a better structure in developing players and then you know obviously like maybe the whole kind of Celtic league is a bit of a pipe dream but like maybe looking towards doing that over time and uh, I think they're kind of maybe it's not it's not going to happen but definitely uh, developing players is something that we can kind of take more of a hands-on control of and I think that's probably the best way forward. Yeah, I know I'd agree completely with you. Um, after, like I mentioned it here before, the book Champagne Football by Mark Coig, I 
the way the do you remember the name or what's it the member Ireland uh, Scotland Wales and Northern Ireland played a competition I can't think for those a set of friendly games a few years ago Ireland won it out under Trapatoni but if you hear the story behind it Scotland won't ever trust kind of Ireland in a sense again with the the way the funding went with that so uh, even though it'd be dream kind of thing I think reputational damage within the FAI is going to take years and unfortunately I think the the League of Ireland club, clubs and international soccer is going to suffer as a result. Uh, on about controversies, Robbie, uh, up at six to chase seven is the head. Uh, the the headline I think sums up this: the Dublin football team training in groups in nine uh, the other morning. In um, I can't think of the name of the club, but it's a, a kind of an isolated club. Danish fails, I think it was. Yeah, you have it spot on. Uh, the question I have is what Dublin is what Dublin done wrong? Or is it they're just doing what everyone else is doing and someone was there with the with a camera to catch it? Yeah, like I don't see anything wrong with it, you know, <laughs> but I've kind of a different maybe view on the restrictions in terms of like you know, these are these are healthy young guys and they're probably no real risk themselves. You know, you could argue about like maybe they're kind of bringing it home to family and, and stuff like that. Um, you know, obviously that wouldn't be good. Um, yeah, like I, I would say a lot of counties are doing this, to be honest with you. I'd say it's kind of fairly widespread and uh, they just kind of got caught and it's kind of a big a kind of storm in a teacup uh, because it's Dublin. But, you know, I think... You know, in terms of lifting the restrictions on GA, like there hasn't been a, a huge amount of there's no, like there's no like there's no one in the government who's like a strength and conditioning coach who's going to be like advocating for teams to have you know more time together because the the league is meant to start in May, and they're only going to have I suppose like essentially two weeks of training like and you know from an S and C point of view, like that's not really that that sufficient for like a top team and like Dublin like. They are amateur, but they are like virtually a professional team and uh, all GA athletes are, are very elite as well, you know. So like there's no one advocating for like these teams to have a longer run in because that's what they need uh, from an SNC point of view, because people in the government aren't conditioning coaches, you know, and that's no fault of their own. But um, yeah, I think it's quite widespread. I think it's a bit of a, a storm in a teacup and it's probably blown out of proportion because it's a, uh, the dubs and everyone hates the dubs and we're winning titles and stuff like that, you know? So yeah, I don't see anything wrong with it personally, but I can see how other people who maybe missed out on family events would be uh, quite hurt and disappointed about it. Yeah. What do you think, Liam? Is it a storm in the teacup, as Robbie said, or is what Dublin done wrong and they should be setting an example because they're such a high profile side? First off, I've no idea what that means by saying is it a storm in the teacup? So um I can't uh, blown out of proportion. Blown out of proportion, overhyped in uh, a sense. Yeah, no, it definitely is. I mean the only problem is that they got caught. That's that's the only issue. You know, um <laughs> like I know I'm I'm coming from this where Robbie's coming from it as well. Like um like if you're coming from it from the guidelines, like if they didn't have a coach there. It would have been grand. It would have been just nine lads that happened to turn up at the same time and go for a run, you know, or go for a bit of a kick around, you know. 
fuck that. There's nothing wrong with that, lads. I mean, like they're all going to be keeping their distance anyway. So uh, who gives a fuck? Um, then as well, like uh, Robbie said, coming from strength and conditioning point of view, um, I got all this by my housemate, and uh, you know, it's a couple of guys that played GA, and he said they're only a bit of strength and conditioning that they are told to do um, until they're back proper training in groups or whatever is they have to run, uh, I think it's 70 kilometers throughout the week. And I looked at them, I was like, what the fuck? Like that is just, it's all backwards thinking uh, that like, oh, you just need to run long, long miles to be fit. Um, whereas like, there's no proper structure at the moment. So if they do come back at very short notice, you're going to see umpteen players pulling up with hamstring injuries or torn muscles or, you know, just a lot of kind of soft tissue injuries. So, like, they need to just say, look, you can start training, you can start doing, like, even if you went to your small pods, uh, did your bit of SNC, proper SNC there, you know, you like, take player welfare into account as well as, you know, everything else. Um, I think it's just, it's stupid that they're not allowed, the people aren't allowed to train or whatever. Like, so that's a, uh, that's my point of view on it anyway. Only only thing they did wrong was get caught. Yeah, I know I, I won't lie to you, lads. I asked the question, but I, I I'm kind of biased in it as well, in a sense, because being involved with teams and all of that, I, I think it's absolute hogwash and um, what's after happening this week. And I think it's just a matter of uh just people wanting to moan for the sake of moaning. Uh, I won't lie. Um just before I move on, Robbie. 12 week ban for Desi Farrell, and they're talking about a guard investigation into it as well. I mean, are, are we gone? Be, is it gone beyond a joke at this stage? I mean, they're saying outside exercise, they're trying to encourage. It's, sorry, I put it this way some experts are encouraging it, and other experts are saying here we can't, in other words, go out because there's a risk we be congregating. Is it just gone beyond the joke at this stage? And I mean, a guard investigation. The guard investigation is bonkers. Like, and like, how come like the rugby guys can train, and there's no risk for that? The rugby lads can travel into different countries, and do they have to quarantine when they come home? Like, or, you know, I know you're saying like they're in pods or they're they're they can probably do that better as a professional team, but like. You know, like realistically, what is the difference? There's not some magical, you know, <laughs> magic dust that is over the rugby guys. It's not over the, the GA guys. Like, you know, it's bonkers. And I think like the whole Desi Farrell thing is that just kind of tells you that it was kind of uh, like um, the whole panel is essentially training if, if Desi kind of falls on his sword, because if it was the individual players, they would have got banned. Yeah. But if it's uh, coming from higher up, that this is what you need to be doing, then obviously Desi has to kind of, uh, you know, uh, bite the bullet for that one. So I think it was kind of a way just for them to like, right, we're just going to nip this in the bud, give uh, Desi a 12-week ban and just let people stop talking about it then because we've kind of we've taken action on it. So like a garden investigation is fucking stupid. Like, you know, and whoever's calling for that, you know, want to take a fucking look in the mirror to be honest with you. Yeah, I know I'd agree completely with you, Robbie. I think it's, I, I think... It's taken away attention from 
I what would you say inefficiencies that's going on in the current setup with vaccines and everything but that's a completely other topic I won't drag it down anything you want to say before we move on Liam um before we kind of bring up the the what would you say the atmosphere of the podcast uh, no not really I've just I've been here I forgot to look up my dad jokes <laughs> so I've been here uh, looking them up again some laugh that's why I had to mute my mic it's just constant laughing I know I, I think I have access to mine this week, so I, d- I don't have to do that. Thank God. Um, so we move on to the bad dad jokes of the week. And is Liam still doing his homework there? I go to you first, Robbie, if you have your first one. <clears throat> sure. All right. You know, so I'm going to start off quite easy. This, this is quite, it's not. This is not a dark one at all. <laughs> okay. It's actually going to ask, so we have to put out a warning for this one, actually. This is, this is like, you know, baby steps. This is a nice, easy one. Easy Hopefully no one, no one is going to be offended by this. So, <laughs> What do you call a pig with three eyes? <laughs> I know what it's like. Don't know. Pig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I knew that one. I, I just thought that was a quality one. That that is a quality one. Yeah, I'm yeah. actually surprised because the qual the the quality of the darkness of your jokes the past few weeks to come out with that is it's actually enlightening. <laughs> so, well, you know, <laughs> there's a few bad ones to come, is there? <laughs> the calm before the storm. <laughs> yeah, one percent. Uh, do you need more time, Liam? Are you no, ready? No, no, no. I have a good one here. Okay. <laughs> What do you call a horny square? <laughs> An e rectangle. That's <laughs> good. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, like That's that brilliant, actually. Yeah. Uh, my one is terrible, actually. I asked my dog what two minus two is. He said nothing. <laughs> so. Only Robbie got. <laughs> I I actually think your one got it that time, but. Uh, yeah, go for Liam there. Sweet. Uh, go to you for your second one, Robbie. All right. <clears throat> um, what's the difference between hungry and being horny? <laughs> what? Where you put the cucumber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was, it was in the back of my head. I was like, I know this one, but I can't remember. That, that's, yeah, that's a really good one. For anyone under 18, ask your parents, can you listen to the podcast? (laughs) It's a bit late and outy, didn't it? (laughs) I know, I know. (laughs) I might edit that in at the start. Go for your second one, Liam. All right. right, uh, I made a pencil with two erasers today. It was pointless. (laughs) Oh! (laughs) Love it. I think that sounds like my next one actually reading it now. It's terrible. Uh, what did baby corn say to mama corn? <laughs> Where's popcorn? <laughs> Where's popcorn? <That's> good. <laughs> I like that one. Uh, I nearly give that one to Robbie. That was a good yeah, one. Yeah, I think Robbie. Yeah, so it's one. I think, was, I think that was a tough round. I think it was kind of a quality round. Yeah. yeah. I agree yeah, with your choice. I, <laughs> yeah. I think it's one all here, so I'm completely out of the run here. 
you can tie it up, yeah. I know reading reading me last joke, I haven't a hope, lads. I haven't a hope. <laughs> <laughs> They're good at the time, and then you look at it's like doing something when you're drunk. It's only the next day you realize how silly it is. <laughs> uh go to you, Robbie, for your third and final one. Okay. <clears throat> What's the difference between a pickpocket and a peeping tom? <laughs> what? One snatches your watch and one watches your snatch. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think that could be Robbie's win. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I was going to talk the words out of me, mate. The pressure's on you now, Liam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Um, okay, I'm going to bring down the intensity of that one, anyway. But uh, what do you call two birds stuck together? Velcros. <laughs> Nice. Uh, I'm fucked here, lads. Uh, <laughs> so my final one. What's the best thing about Switzerland? I don't know, Jeez. but the flag is a big plus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like that one. That's a good one. Yeah, I give it a TJ there. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We all tie it, tie it up, tie it up one all, guys. Yeah. 33%, 33% each, or 33.33% is it works out. Do we have a, uh, a bonus round or are we just going to leave it, lads? I have no more jokes, so. <laughs> no, no, you have a joke, you so... won. <laughs> Give me a second, I'll probably have. Even the shittest joke will win here. <laughs> yeah, so a cop pulled me over the other day and said, Papers. I yelled scissors and drove off. <laughs> I have one actually kind of uh, you know the, the actually I don't know the, you know the Suez Canal thing can I make yeah. joke or is it boat sailed <laughs> that's the joke <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't hear it I won't lie to you it broke good up on me there, good, so. good excuse <laughs> I, usually I, I didn't hear it so <laughs> I, I I go with whatever you think yourself, lads. Um, we're coming up, our, well. coming up to our break there. We have four minutes left. So we just have time before the break for Liam's rant of the week. Um, so take it over, Liam. Go on now, is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, go, go, go Not tomorrow, in Liam. four minutes okay. time anyway. Because just gave you the introduction there. <laughs> okay, it's on now, though, is it? Am I about to go now or after the break? <laughs> yeah, so um, my introduction or my, my introduction, my rant uh, this week comes from what I've seen on one of the girls' stories um, where I thought I was actually the culprit. So um, I, I gave her a text today. It turns out I'm not the culprit, so happy days. But um, it was a picture of these kind of yogurts. Uh, I think their fitness quark is the name of them. Uh, about 120 calories per tub or whatever, but they're unbelievable. I buy them, uh, I have you know, have them for lunch and work, for breakfast and lunch and work. And then if I'm feeling a bit peckish, I'll have them in, in the evening as well. So when I buy them, I buy a lot of them. So I could end up picking up the tray of them and walking out and, uh, you know, happy days, I'm sorted for the week. But uh, she's giving out, she was like, uh, as in Ali the other day, I seen this guy, this big lad in a white beard, picking up the whole tray and walking out with that. And I was like, could definitely be me in my Leinster or Munster white beard going for that. But I suppose my, the biggest rant is, 
fuck off giving out. Like, if you want to get them, get in a bit earlier. Because, like, you have big cunts like me coming in, going to buy them anyway. So, like, if there's fuck all left, I'm going to buy what's left. If there's a lot there, I'm probably going to buy a lot as well. So, just get in earlier, get it bought. Should they put a restriction yeah. on what people can buy? You know, the way they do it with like a can sanitizer and toilet roll and stuff. They should probably do it with the yogurt as well, no? Well, you know, you, like how many <laughs> big lads and wife beaters are you going to get to come in and buy them? <laughs> like, I'm yeah, sure but you're it's... obviously you're depriving. There's a shortage, you know, out there. Well, you know what you could to... do? You could actually go in, Liam, and buy up the whole crate and then start selling it out the back door for a bit, a bit, up, bit of cash, yeah. bit of cash on it, cash delivery sort of thing. Black market yogurt. <laughs> yeah. Click and collect. Click and collect, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, but like, uh, I said this week, I better keep my rant uh, kind of nice and tidy, especially after last week, uh, the arguments we had last week, lads. <laughs> <laughs> we what all mentioned arguments? it, but, What arguments? Yeah, yeah, oh, we don't bring it up again. It. There's, there's a lot said off air that, uh, you know, thank God it was said <laughs> off air. <laughs> That's why they but, say yeah. water under the bridge or what's in the past is in the past, so. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, there was only uh, a storm in a teacup, eh, Liam? Huh? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. That how, do you is. Not know, how do you not know that was a thing? Well, I've heard it being said before, but I didn't know like what the meaning of it was. Like, so I just never said it. <laughs> so up until now, you just been nodding along. Oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. 100%, Some teacup, 100%. I tell you. <laughs> Size of that teacup, huh? <laughs> anyway, uh, we take a break, lads, for <clears throat> crusty scone and. Um, yeah, we come back. Uh, we have a few topics coming up there. So I might let Lean do a bit of homework there as, as long as myself. I think we have time to do it. Uh, what's it like being single in a pandemic? And um, let Robbie weigh in here as well. So we'll be back in a few minutes, lads. And um, enjoy the scone. Sure, cool, cool. Uh, welcome back after that quick break. Did you enjoy it, lads? Yeah, good crack. That's yeah, yeah. Had a, a decent job trying to empty the bottom of my uh, pretzel pack. And I'm actually here eating a big share pack of meanings as well. So, yeah. It's a those, real uh, those, Saturday. <laughs> those, yeah, those few cans are getting to, to my eating today. So, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's actually so weird because, like, everyone says, oh, I can, I can eat not after a night out. It's like, I can't get full after a night out. <laughs> I, I don't stop eating, like. I can't eat. I mean, you have the false, the false appetite that you crave something, and then when you get it, you like even, sorry, even drinking water it burns me. Like, it's uh, yeah, it's bad metabolism. I say, and Robbie says getting old as well. Uh, anyway, no, before we get dragged down on that, we discussed before the break about being single in a pandemic, and I gave a bit <clears> of homework <throat> there. So, how do you find it, Liam? Uh, does it is it any different? Do you find it or ah, loving the opportunities the, there? Yeah, loving the peace of quiet, boys. <laughs> <laughs> loving the time to myself, really. You know, um, I think. Uh, just gives you a lot of time to work on yourself, doesn't it, really? Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, it'd be great to, to have a woman floating around there as well. But, uh, you know, I think uh, for me, I'm, I'm happy being single at the moment. So. Yeah, I know it's funny to say I, I'm the exact same. I don't really notice at all. Um, 
yeah, I'd agree. It's you'd kind of like, but I just find it like skiing down, wearing skis in a grass field. It just doesn't work like. So um, I, I don't think I can't even be interested in chatting to people, uh, chat, like on apps or that chatting to people because, you know, it's pointless because you're talking about months and months on end before. You know, when they're putting the effort, he's like, well, I'm probably not going to see these women for a while, so I might as well just, you know, exactly. <laughs> save up. I don't want to get caught in a six-month chat with this woman here. <laughs> I, I, but it, that might sound very shallow, but I, I just, I don't, I just don't get it anymore, um, kind of way. So what do you think, Lee? Do you, do you see any point? I uh, completely zone out what you said there. I had to mute my mic and start fucking <laughs> kicking the the fire guard at the chimney to get the crows to shut the fuck up. <laughs> so uh, what did you say? <laughs> I won't lie. I, I was looking at me topics here. I didn't even see you were muted. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, no, TJ was, was basically there. saying that he, there's no point in him chatting someone up online because he's going to be like probably a good six months before he gets to ride them. So he's not willing to get any <laughs> What's in this, that graphic now? This is where you put in the groundwork, TJ. I read between the lines. You know I mean, <laughs> yeah. fucking groundwork. TJ, TJ, what you could do, man, what you could do, right, is you could get chatted to a few women, and then it's kind of almost like a blind, like almost like um, what's that show where you have like kind of three women and you ask them the same question and then you kind of you go by the response sort of thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Love is, um, or love is blind, or what the fuck is blind, it, or something, something like that? Yeah. Something like just that. Like this is, this is where you could be. Just to clarify, what? I don't really chat. I match with people, and then I just say, "Here, fuck it. I'm not going to send a message." Like they're just. I I just I'm at that stage now. I don't see any point to it. Now I understand being with groundwork. This I completely went off on a different tangent than I had in my head. Now I won't lie to you because you gotta I'm put in the foundations. You know what I mean? I'm coming yeah. across as a shallow asshole here. That's the thing. Ah, no, 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 I no, didn't no. mean it, but I, I just don't see because it's going to get boring. Like, what are you going to do each day? Or how was your day? What did you do? <laughs> I mean, y- y- if you're doing that to your friend, they tell you to fuck off. Like, yeah, but they're not your friend. <laughs> <laughs> I have no friends. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I don't know. I think like even at the end of the day, even if it's someone new to chat to for a couple of weeks, it's, it's grand. So uh, you know, get to see how some people are handling uh, go out of pandemic, the lockdown, whatever. But uh, you know, I, I'll match with people. I'll chat with them. Now I do go through like a stage of fuck it. I don't want to chat to anyone. Uh, so like I'll either delete the app or just mute it or whatever. Like I even fucking mute our group chat every now and again as well. So I get like I just. I like my own company at times as well, like so. There's a, there's that to my side as well. Yeah, I know. Well, maybe it's I'm kind of focusing on myself a lot. What I what I mean is not highlighting. What I mean is, I'm in the middle of a fitness plan, and that's my sole concentration. The minute I wake up in the morning, I'm gone on what ten fifteen mile walk. That's it, and that's my sole concentration. That's my motivation. Maybe when things lift up, maybe there's a new challenge there. But um, what would you think, Robbie? I mean, if you were single again, do you think there's opportunities or do you think it'd be absolutely torture? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I can see what you're saying. Like, if you're talking to someone 
you know, online and it's kind of like you're both having the kind of, you know, <laughs> the same sort of repetitive day. So, like, you can't really have any, you know, the conversation, you know, mightn't be that that exciting, I suppose. Um, but, you know, you know, as someone in a relationship, if I was single, you know, I probably would be kind of uh, trying to chat to people or, you know, because I'm in kind of a kind of a family pod so I have my uh, my partner and kids and stuff so we kind of buzz off each other and have the crack and that sort of interaction sort of thing you know so I have the chats with kind of uh, you know friends and stuff like that and whatsapp things and all that sort of stuff um, you know but if you know if it was single I definitely probably would be you know chatting to people I suppose you know or just you know even just like not necessarily like on like any sort of uh like Tinder or like that, even just chatting to people on, you know, Instagram, Facebook, or just chatting to people just for conversation and stuff. Um, yeah. yeah. So I think I definitely would be kind of uh, obviously using the time to work on myself as well, which I'm doing anyway. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I'd be chatting to people, I suppose, you know, but um, I suppose being in a relationship in a pandemic is kind of different as well, you know, because, you know, obviously there's ups and downs and kind of relationships and like sometimes you just want to get out of the house and just kind of go off on yourself and you can't really do that, you know, so yeah. <laughs> you're kind of just stuck in the house, uh, like annoyed at each other or whatever, you know, so uh, that's its own uh, its own problem in itself. Yeah, I know it's one thing when I caught up this topic, I was thinking this morning about it. Do you think it's tough? I mean, if you look back to when you're a teenager, um, do you think it's tougher now on say you can't go to a teenage disco you can't get the shift with the person you like or whatever do you think there could be consequences from this down the line like because all the folks on school with with kids and that's right but do you think the socialization and just kind of maturing and that is being lost now what do you think Liam? Say that question again. Like it, it confused the shit out of me, man. What I mean is, you think back to when you were a teenager. You had, say, youth clubs or teenage discos, and you hooked up with the, the person you liked, you got the shift, or you asked them out, or whatever. That isn't happening now. Do you think it's, it's tough, a, a tough on younger people now that they haven't those opportunities because of the pandemic? And could there be implications down the line? Like if you yeah. were looking back when you were younger. Yeah, all I'm going to say is, you know, young people are smarter than what we give them credit for. And no matter what, they will, they'll find a way. Like, you know, it, it's a lot of time, it's not going to, like, so what did they do before they had discos? Like, you know, there's, the children are going to adapt anyway. Like, it's going to be, like, obviously, it's, not going to be as easy or you know, it's going to be a lot more direct um, of you know, getting the shift or whatever but uh, you know they're, they're going to find a way that they'll manage so uh, yeah I think I'm not sure there's going to be any implications from it or not like there might be a few of those uh, like social tards that just can't get the shift anyway but uh, yeah they might have a bit of a bit of toughness but yeah uh, I don't, overall, I don't think there's going to be much implications. What do you think, Robbie, before we move on? Yeah, like I think there might be, like maybe in the short term, but uh, I think once I think once things kind of get back to, uh, you know, the way things were before all this, that people will just kind of fall back in to where they were and it would be like it never happened sort of thing. You know, hopefully, anyway, that's what I think. Yeah, 
Yeah, I know. I'd agree completely with you, lads. Maybe it'd be a topic down the line, dating after the pandemic, but for that, we leave it. Uh, we go on to our top picks of the week. Um, do you have any top picks, Liam? I have a few here, yeah. Um, so, first off, I won from Netflix, and then I actually have another podcast. So, um, Netflix, uh, they have recently added Castaway, so it's the... Tom Hanks, Cotton on an Island, you're all, Wilson! Ah, great movie, definitely. Uh, should be watched by absolutely everyone. So uh, Never saw it. So, oh, cheater! No surprise! No, no surprise, no surprise. Go to Net- I'll give you five seconds, go to Netflix, add it to your list, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Move on, Hanks, move on, uh, move Hanks on, fan. move on. Absolute iconic movie, lads. Definitely watch it. Um, so the next... Uh, Sorry, I actually uh, would be a Tom Hanks fan, just to make that yeah. clear, right? but move on. Uh, watch it, boys, watch it. So um, next one is the Joe Rogan experience. So he's moved to Spotify now, massive deal for the fucker. You know, hopefully we get that kind of deal down the line. But, uh, 100 million. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, boys. I'd one can wait. for 100, lads. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see there's calls for him to be cancelled from Spotify? Yeah. Over his tra- his comments about uh, transgender uh, MMA fighters, uh, I like not to go into detail, but I kind of agree with him. Uh, yeah, so we'll we'll we leave that there, Liam. Just yeah, that. it is it's tough. It's it's, it's you can't really call it. It's it's tough, but um, yeah. So he has a couple of like really good episodes that I have been listening to. So the first one, Robbie, you'll actually like this. It's uh, Bill Burr. I so that was, I watched that. I watched that one. It's quite, it's quite yeah, that, it's a good one. Um, what I actually didn't know was I know who Bill Burr is, not through him as a comedian, but he was in The Mandalorian, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. And do you hear him yeah. talk about that? No, or there's one interview yeah, where he's he, talking about it. He, he thinks Star Wars is stupid and all that, but he actually liked acting in Mandalorian. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, TJ. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's there's a couple of other really good episodes. They're fairly recent as well. So um, there's Lex Friedman. So he he's a an artificial intelli- intelligence scientist uh, who would have been kind of he's done a few jobs with Elon Musk that kind of thing. So he's really good. He's really into fitness as well. So um, I definitely give him a follow uh, or listen to that one. There is Dan Gable. Uh, he's a top wrestler. So from his era, and then he's probably the best wrestling coach ever. So. Um, it's good to listen to that one and like what kind of struggles he had with you know, going to the Olympics and coaching and whatever. Um, there's Alex Hanals then as well. I can't remember. Jack gave his movie as a, it was a YouTube movie uh, as a shout one day as a topic. But he's the he's a mountain climber. He's the free climber. It was actually a really good listen. So um, definitely got to that one. Um, what was the last one? Then Demi Lovato. Was uh, I think one of his most recent ones, which is a uh, top top class as well. It just goes through her her struggles with um, you know, drug use and everything, and how she's come back around it, and you know, then going back in the wagon and overdosing, and then you know how she's doing now. So that was a really good and interesting episode. So I definitely get onto them. Sounds good, Liam. Actually, quick question: Demi Lovato, she was in Barney, wasn't she? Or am I mixing her? Was I, I think uh, yeah, no, she she was def- she was there when she was um I think it was like six or seven. Yeah. So um, 
Yeah, I know, she's like, been everyone. like, it's kind of like uh, Macaulay Culkin, like your know, child actor, and then the struggles they've had growing up. So, yeah, I know. I I remember hearing that. I know Demi Lovato is a brilliant singer now. It actually like her music. Uh, your top picks of the week, Robbie? Yeah, well, uh, I kind of I signed up to the uh, Now TV uh, Sky Cinema thing for the month because uh, I, I did um, I watched the Zack Snyder Justice League and I kind of was going for the week free trial, but now I have them. I paid for the month now because I didn't cancel on time. So, <laughs> so I was explore. I was exploring what's going to be uh, on it, and I found. Uh, Along the same lines is the old Superman. It's like the Christopher Reeves uh, Superman. So it's like one, two, three, and four. Oh, and like sure, my, my childhood movies, like I absolutely watched these like a million times. Um, so I'm going to uh, dig back into them. And also it has all the old Batmans as well. So I'm going to watch all Superman. Oh, deadly. And then I'm gonna are, you gonna get the, are you going to get the kids hooked on them as well? Um, yeah, I was kind of thinking that kind of uh, maybe my oldest guy could watch uh, the Superman ones, but I think the Batman ones, like it's kind maybe. of hard to get past the, <laughs> my partner Maria, she'd be a bit more conservative of what the kids can watch. <laughs> so I'd be kind of mad for him to watch whatever, but because um, I watched like fucking Die Hard when I was like, I don't know, six or something. So like I'm all for like throwing this stuff out there, but um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I kind of uh, I think they're they're obviously going to rewatch them over the next few weeks or whatever. And uh, in terms of podcasts, um, actually Bill Burr has his own podcast. It's the Monday Morning Podcast, and he's just basically him just ranting about shit, or just it's just him talking. It's just himself normally just kind of ranting about shit, you know. And uh, as as kind of odd as this kind of sounds, it just kind of sounds uh, fairly interesting, even though he's just him just kind of waffling. Uh, so it's really good. And on YouTube as well. Um, is the Flagrant 2 podcast. I'm not sure if I mentioned it before, but it's uh, Andrew Schultz. I recommend it is a uh, Netflix thing. And it's um, it's really good. They kind of just talk about random shit and uh, they're quite, um, you know, they kind of make a lot of jokes and just having a laugh and stuff like that. So Flagrant 2 podcast, you can get it, watch uh, a lot of episodes on YouTube. And I think they kind of, you can sign up to them on Patreon and stuff as well. So they're really good. And... Yeah, I think that's it. That's all my recommendations for you. Cool. Sounds good, lads. Just before we move on with the podcast, you can't beat the two hands on the hurl just saying that. So, Um, (laughs) uh, going to be quick on my ones. Um, First one is going back to Harlan Coben again. I mentioned uh, The Stranger last week. The second one is Safe. It's on Netflix as well. It's a complete mindfuck as well, but it's really enjoyable. Um and check that out. It'd be a bit like the stranger. Uh, a girl goes missing and a young lad gets murdered, and it's just the scenario around it. Not everything as it. Uh, it not, sorry, not everything is like it seems in it. So, um, if you're interested in those things, check it out on Netflix. And the second one's from Netflix as well. I think it's one of the best Irish films ever. Uh, in the name of the Father is on um on netflix as well it's only after being added lately and for the life of me i can't think of the irish actor in it uh he's daniel yeah daniel day lewis and it's just an outstanding film it's about the birmingham birmingham six and the injustice around that so if you haven't seen giuseppe Conlon. yep that's it i oh, know it's a brilliant film would make it bitter i won't lie to you 
But um, yeah, no, it's a terrific film and definitely worth checking out. Uh, so if you're ready, lads, we move on to the highball. Now, I did, <laughs> I won't lie to you, lads, I did have a different one for this, um, but we're running over, so I said I cut back. Um, so you might know what it is already, so it wouldn't be a traditional highball. And I'm only going to say three words. Blur or Oasis? Discuss. Oasis. I'm not going to discuss. <laughs> <laughs> this is a high volume. You have to say a bit more than that. <laughs> nah. Robbie, take it away. <laughs> well, I think I, um, my sister, uh, older sister, she was a, a massive Blur fan. Uh, so I was exposed, uh, exposed to a lot of Blur uh, kind of growing up. So... I always kind of would have um, like thought very highly of, of Blur and kind of loved a lot of their songs. Um, but kind of after watching the uh, documentary on Oasis, um, I think it's Supersonic, I think it's called on Netflix, um, kind of they just have, they're kind of just real quality albums, if you know what I mean. So I think that's for me where they kind of shade it is uh, like when they were at the peak, Blur versus Oasis, that, more of the way Oasis album is kind of like listenable, if you know what I mean. Whereas Blur, maybe some of the songs are really good, but then other songs I'm not really a huge fan of, you know. So I'd say for me that they're just a bit more consistent with their albums. Uh, so that's why I'd give it to Oasis there. Yeah. Uh, anything more to say, Liam, before I give my two cents? Wonderwall, Don't Look Back in Anger, can't be bit. Fair argument, fair argument. Uh, I'm going to put a disclaimer out before this. Uh, I'm actually literally on the fence with it. Um, <laughs> I love both from equal. Uh, I'd, for quality, say the more quality songs, Oasis, but I just, I, I, I love them both equally. Like, I won't lie to you. I mean, Wonderwall, Park Life. Don't look back in anger, uh, country house. Like, I mean, I just don't think they're inseparable that way. Um, and so, yeah, I'm completely on the fence with it. So, who do you think is a better singer? Uh, I think probably Damon Albarn is a better singer than Liam yeah. Ornall. Yeah, I know David Albarn's a better singer. Um, definitely. I, I, I don't know. It's a like. I, like I was saying, I did have a different high ball, but um, when we're running over, I said I'd go to this. So I, I can't distinguish between the two of them. Like, I won't lie to you. Um, it, it, I'd agree with what you were saying. Back when I was younger, it would have been blur. I mean, say, when did Country House come out? Around 95, 96? Uh, probably around the area, kind of before Liam's time. <laughs> and I mean, you remember seeing it on <laughs> Here's More Nostalgia Top 30 Hits. Was it on a Tuesday night? Um, so... Yeah, I used to love that, man. It used to be <laughs> yeah. like fucking everyone in the house was just sitting in front of the TV watching it. It's, fucking, yeah, uh, it's a bit Denim cringy theme. looking back now. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and but then when I got older, it'd be more Oasis. But I can't actually tell between the two. So I think Oasis won this between Robbie and Liam. Am I correct? Yeah, I think if if uh, Liam was uh, of an older vintage, he might kind of have a different point of view on it. Because I think, like, over time, Oasis have become more... 
popular or they've made a better longevity in terms of their music listening back or whatever. Um, yeah. So I don't think, you know, Charlemi's just a little nubbin, like, you know, so really, can you, <laughs> can you really respect his opinion on this when he, he didn't live it? He didn't live that rivalry. No, no. I can respect how many words you come, you can come up with for how young I am. <laughs> well, like, you know, it's about time because you were calling me and TJ old for so long. Well, it's not my fault you're old. Like. <laughs> I'm not even that old. <laughs> well, compared to the rest of the podcast, you bring I'm, up well, the average one way. That's true. <laughs> I, like, I may, be, I may be 34, but my mom still buys me an Easter egg, so, you know. <laughs> Lucky bastard, yeah. <laughs> anyway, <Something's> never <laughs> I'm not getting into the old young debate anyway because uh, no, no, it's too depressing of an Easter Saturday. Uh, anyway, That's said by an old person. <laughs> I think though, before we move on from this old versus young discussion, uh, discussion uh, that definitely TJ, you've got the oldest soul of the podcast. You know, I might be the oldest <laughs> chronologically, but you've definitely got the oldest soul. Yeah. I can't help it, and I don't even know how. So uh, anyway, I won't. <laughs> I actually, I often thought it must be from a different vintage. Or, or, I often thought I should have been born in the sixties or something. Yeah, born to the wrong era. I think so. I think so. Even though I'd really miss dance music and technology and everything like that now, but I think I'd be more yeah sixties. I, I really do think I was born to the wrong era, uh, but. Anyway, what can be done? I'd be if I was born in the sixties, I'd be sixty-four now. Say, if I was born, am I right? Sixty, fifty. I don't think. I'd be around sixties anyway. I'd be around sixty in sixties anyway. But anyway, that's a depressing topic, so we leave it at that. Just before we finish up, lads, I have to apologise to Jack and Ricky for tricking them with an April Fool during the week saying Oasis were reforming and we're playing Manchester next year. Sorry, Ricky and Jack. But, Ricky was uh, like, I'm going, I'm going. <laughs> yeah, I'm gone. I'm already there, lads. <laughs> I, I tried to leave a goal for as far as I could and then I said no. It was, it was actually perfectly timed as well because we were chatting a couple of days ago that they'd never form back together. And then like, you'd throw it out. But I was like, oh, <laughs> you got <laughs> I oh, know I can't take credit for it. Actually, um, he if you if you're looking for funny sketches, actually, um, it's the flopping Egypts and Stevie Cal had it up on Twitter. So I can't take fully credit for it. But um, actually, check out Stevie Cal uh, sketches on Twitter, and that they're actually hilarious. So um, a bit of a plug there for him. But anyway, we finish up, lads. It was enjoyable, and I can't believe we got through. What was it? Nearly 65, 70 minutes without one argument. So uh, I think we leave it on that note. <laughs> yeah, it was a good episode. No arguments. Not once that I mentioned the 40 minute episode. So, yeah. <laughs> I think I think the more you mention the 40 minute episode, that just adds up the time. Yeah, said by you know, the, probably the longest episode we've done in ages. Actually, I say it's about average. I say it's about 61, 62 minutes. Oh, uh, here and now. Just the, before the, the magical no, editing. The magical no, editing episode before. that was done. The longest <laughs> episode that has been done recently is the one that I wasn't on. And you're actually chatting shit about me saying it about the 40 minute episode. <laughs> <laughs> we just go with the flow, lads. Simple as that. Anyway, enjoy the lads. Talk to you next week.
Happy Easter, lads. Have a good one. Good luck. Happy Easter. Have a good one. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Bye, 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 bye.